All right, what it do, baby? You know what it is. We are back again with another edition of the Raptors 2K Podcast brought to you by our friends over at Uber Eats. It's episode 19, believe it or not, folks. We've really been in it for 19 of these things. Of course, I got my main man, Shane, with me real quick. How you been, player? It's been a little while. Yeah, I'm good, Phil. How about you? I got no complaints. It finally stopped raining in California. Like, we had, like, a freaking monsoon season randomly, bro. I wasn't really <laughs> with that. I could go back to the East Coast for all that. Uh, but it's been straight these last Better than the weeks, fires, man. though, right? Yeah, that's true. I don't really – I'm not trying to deal with all that. I was in San Diego for DreamHack last weekend. That was pretty lit. Did some casting and hosting over there. So, good to be back home now, chilling for a couple of weeks. Uh, so, I'm glad we're going to be able to put some of these podcasts together for sure. Nice. Yeah, I was following along with some of your social content from DreamHack. I, it's been a it's been a few years since I went to one of those, but I always had a good time. It was lit, man. No complaints about it. Um, I'm gonna just say it right before we even dive into anything, bro. I'm hungry. I got my Uda quarter <laughs> prepped. I'm going with sushi today. Place called Keeping Sushi us on Damu. track. Nice sushi damu. Couple California rolls, and it's real California rolls because I'm in California. Not that imitation stuff you get at Seven Eleven in Baltimore. I think we need a we need a social graphic, uh, Johnny, behind the scenes uh, on how many times Phil has ordered sushi for lunch out of nineteen episodes of the podcast. Because I, I know it's, it's always sushi or pokey. That's that's I'm a different. I'm a See, different I put them in like the same category. Isn't like isn't pokey just like a dish within the sushi genre? I mean, it is because it's still raw fish. But it's like think of like a just a big salad with just fish and like a bunch of stuff on. It, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, have I've had like spicy tuna it. poke bowls before. Like, it yeah, just yeah. kind of feels like my spicy tuna rolls, but like all blended up into a salad. <laughs> now, I mean, it's still. Li- I mean, listen. Either way you slice it, it's good stuff. I placed my order; it'll be on the way. I won't beat you. We know the deal. We know the vibe. California moves a little slower, but that's okay. How about yourself? What you eating? I am cutting right now. Uh, I'll do a little self selfless plug. Uh, we it's our wedding next Friday, so I'm Ooh. trying to be looking my best. And uh, just came off of a few oh. days of norovirus, which is why I was a little elusive in scheduling this. So it's been a, it was a good cleanse, we'll say that. And uh, now I'm going to try to keep it clean. It's beautiful. It feels and smells like spring. I'm sure everybody behind the scenes put back who we're going to bring on as our special guest. I'm going to steal Phil's role in this one and let everybody listening know that Putback is our special guest today. Uh, I'm sure he can attest. It just it's like today was that day where Toronto feels like spring finally. So uh, we, we're uploading an AMP video tonight, which means it's always a late night for me. So I took a break midday, went out for a nice run, feeling amazing. And I'm going to order a Greek salad and add some chicken, hold the olives because I can't stand olives. I don't know about y'all, but I hate them. Yeah, I, I'm not an olive guy myself, you know what I'm saying? But as long as it rocks for you, bro. I like to hear that though, man. I'm, I'm glad your wedding's coming up. Uh, I'm glad you survived this virus. I don't even know what you said, kind of virus. It was her virus. I didn't know it's not good. I'm yeah, glad like you're okay, Shane. I'm glad you're okay. And you should be here. You should be excited. You should be well-fed by the time this podcast concludes. Because our guest, pretty legit, Mr. Putback. I think this is the first time either one of us actually meeting this guy. So that's pretty it exciting. It is. Yeah, like yeah, first yeah. Time intros. So let's bring him on the show real quick. Put that three box up. So you can slide through real quick. There he is right there. Mr. GA now residing. Oh, he's coming in with the energy. I like it. Canada. It's there. kind of crazy to me. I guess the first thing I got to ask you, bro, what what's the because I've been I've done a little traveling myself. I must confess I'm a bit of a world traveler here, but Canada <laughs> I've never really resonated with Canada, bro. What's the vibes like for you living in Canada now, now that you're playing for the Raptors? Man, the first thing I can say the weather like when I first got here, I didn't bring like no puffer jackets on that. So I'm, I just came with a hoodie and another like little small jacket and I was coming every day 
with a red nose. Everybody's like, bro, why your nose red? I'm like, bro, it's cold outside. Like, I'm not used to this. I'm a Georgia boy, Southern boy. So, you know, it's hot there now. I'm used to grabbing a T-shirt, shorts, and walking outside, and it being 90 degrees outside, you know? Mm-hmm. I saw. I, I might have said this on a prior podcast when we were talking about weather, uh, which just shows to show the limited range of depth of our conversations. But uh, I saw a tweet one time, which was like, "My face hurts outside. Why do I live somewhere where my face hurts outside?" And I've been there, man. When you're walking downtown Toronto and you get on the wrong direction on like the cross streets because the wind kind of rips one way, so you can take the buildings and it'll block the wind, or you can head straight into it. It's legitimately painful. Like you have to hold your hands in front of your face to block the wind because it bites so bad. So I feel you, but. Like you said, today the weather's turned, it's spring, it's feeling nice. And it, it also yeah, it's a lot different. It's like a constantly like constantly windy here. Like it's not when it's cold, it's still windy, but when it's back in Georgia, if it's cold, like it'd be a cool breeze. You're from Georgia? Yeah. Nice. What part? Athens, Athens Georgia. Oh, okay, okay. So I spend a lot of time uh I don't even know if I should, uh, I mean, our, our address is out on the internet everywhere, but I don't even know if I should dox the AMP house, but we're, we're in Marietta. It's beautiful. Um, and, and when I stay there, cause Marietta is kind of, it's, it's you know, far removed from some of the host hells. I stay in an area called Alpharetta. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with Alpharetta. Yeah. But. Nice, nice area. Yeah. Beautiful. I guess a lot of the uh, like football players and stuff stay there, but that's the, the closest you can get a decent hotel. Uh, at least to where the AMP house is. So I love Georgia though, man. The weather's great. I mean, you know, it stays man. pretty steady all year. It gets a little cold and then it gets a little hot, but like otherwise, you know, pretty steady all throughout. You basically get that like spring fall weather uh, that we get in Toronto all year round. And those are some of my favorite times of the year where it's just like, you're not too sweaty, but you're also not freezing cold and it hurts your face. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting on it. I mean, today was a good day. Hey, also yesterday I got, I finally got to put shorts on. Oh my God. I finally <laughs> got to put them on. I was so excited. Were you wearing the Raptor shorts? Were you wearing? Uh, no, no, not the Raptor shorts today. Uh, I got some uh, just generic like khaki shorts just on today. Nice. Well, when the uh, we're we're about to roll out our summer or our spring drop for AMP, I'm gonna bring a whole bunch of merch down by the uh, Bell Gaming Center for all the uprising players. I got you, Phil. I got you. Hey, 19 episodes. You follow me back on Twitter now. I got you. <laughs> best buds, man. That's, that's all that matters real quick. That's all that matters. But following you put back now, this is your second year in the league. Is that correct? Yes, you, sir. You originally played for the Hawks, I think. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Year. So, yeah. So what's the dynamic? Like, what's the difference, man? You're on the, you were on the Hawks. Completely different change of scenery and team uh, with, uh, obviously, the Raptors. Like, what's the vibes for that team now? Are you kind of enjoying uh, your uh, your adjustments so far? Yeah, I'm definitely enjoying my uh, enjoying my adjustments. But, yeah, th- this team got a whole lot of different, like, personalities on the team. Like, and yeah. I just feel like, I don't know, like, the connection just a little bit different. Like, it's something that I can connect to it, everybody on and off the court. Like, me and Sam, we go hoop. We got me at home. We just talk off the court. And, like, me, Zuli. And um and Mooch, we like the going out boys sometimes. So yeah, that's like the connection <laughs> that we got. Where are you going out in Toronto? You guys hitting King King Street at Friday Saturday night? Yeah, some yeah. That was yeah, here and mainly, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My old stomping grounds. Maybe I'll run into you. I don't make it down there too often anymore. I live in the suburbs. I'm washed up, but yeah, King Street. I spent a good decade out on King Street. It's lots of fun. Oh yeah, yes. I, I just can't stand outside for too long. We got to get in. We outside. Yeah, well, summer's coming, so wait, it gets even better. It is Toronto is a fun city in the summertime. So many young people out. We got a great nightlife. You guys are gonna have a blast this summer. 
That's crazy, Shane, because you probably like the hundred person that told me it's gonna get nice outside. I'm still waiting, but even though it's just nice outside, today, <laughs> I'm still waiting. I needed to be constant seventy degrees every day. So the first bullet on the social post for this episode are uh, Phil, Shane, and put back discuss the weather for twenty two minutes. <laughs> hey, it's a it's a worthy topic, bro. Because I'll tell you, weather can make or break a situation. Like that's not even cap. I actually remember people in the league saying like, "Oh, I don't want to get drafted to X, Y, and Z because like it's going to be cold over there or something like that." Like, I thought you'd be more concerned about leaving your family, bro. You worry about a little chill. So it happens. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Just just to throw it, just to throw it out there. Um, yeah, we, we no, definitely I mean, got weather good. going for us here. Yeah, I was we gotta make up. That. We gotta make up for another ways. We gotta make up you for another ways. The, Bell, right? the Bell Five House, right? Is that still what you have? Is that still the thing? They're in the Bell, Bell Gaming House? Center now. Bell Gaming Center oh, now. Gaming so now Center, they're well. Remember, they're all in their own condos. So they live in like the probably the best part of the city to live in if you're like in your twenties, uh, which is called Liberty Village. And they all have and like you know again we've mentioned this a couple times on the pod, but the real estate in Toronto is crazy. So it's yeah. just it's I, to me it's it's got to be one of the best perks in the league that everybody on the Raptors uh, uprising gets their own condo in Liberty Village. It's just so huge like it's an amazing place and then they're you know less than 10 minute walk from the bell gaming center just on the other side of the tracks there so i don't know if you agree put back i don't put words in your mouth oh yeah i, I definitely agree and i also like the little walk you know give me a little exercise every day i look forward to doing it 100 man it's good to get some fresh air get some sun on you right before you go in for a long eight hour gaming session oh yeah Damn, eight hours, y'all crazy. Well, I, well, I guess I guess I gotta ask because that's, that's a long time. You know what I'm, saying? I'm a little older, I guess, but yeah. But I gotta ask you, like, uh, season wise, right? Because like I, I mm. on and off, I'm able to keep up because I'm like usually never home during the, the game times. But how has the season been going thus far for for Raptors? How do you feel like things are developing? What do you want to see changes? Like, how has things been going for you like thus far? I know we're not even like completed with everything, but just curious on your thoughts. Uh, I feel like we're developing really good. Like we're getting better each and every day. But as of like right now in the season, I think it's it's still a little rocky because we always splitting games. I just we just need that one day where we just go. Right now it's two and zero because we're in threes right now. So yeah, if I could just get one two and zero day, that would be like that'd be a goal for for us right now. My, but but you guys team. are getting wins on some of the better teams too, right? Like it, oh, it's yeah. clear it's clear you can hang. Oh yeah, most definitely, we definitely can hang. We definitely can hang with the big dogs because I think a lot of teams they. Uh, say like they underdog this because we then I guess like we can say we like because we didn't draft for threes, but yeah, we mm-hmm. definitely hang with the big dogs out there. Yeah, and um, so not only can you guys hang with uh, the better teams, but you know to the point that you made earlier, if, if everybody's gelling, if everybody if there's if there's a chemistry fit, I'm telling you, as the season goes on, the pressure, you know, the relationships, especially those people that are living in closer quarters with each other and stuff, teams start imploding. And if you guys have chemistry and you guys are doing all the right things, you know, you're getting your exercise, you're making sure you're staying kind of mentally strong, you're going to prevail. Watch. If if you guys are kind of like right on the cusp now and you have that intangible of the chemistry, that's going to carry you in the back half of the season while other teams it starts to drag them down. So, I'm bullish. Yeah. I, I think it helps that they have their own separate like don't you have your you see you have your own separate like spots right your own separate apartments yes, sir. like mm-hmm. when you like lock them <laughs> I ain't gonna tell nobody's business but when you, <laughs> you lock a couple of them dudes like at least where I remember from season one and two like having to share like the same space is not always like yeah especially when somebody when somebody probably like selling you does that yeah they can say that then you got to go home they guys got to look at their face got they just got done yeah, exactly. I know they had to be like miserable. Yeah, and one guy's a clean guy, one guy's a messy guy. It just, you know, believe me, it's a problem. It's tough. Definitely, yeah. definitely uh, 
you know that that variable can affect what happens in the game in a major way. Um, you know, to be honest, as amazing as the Bell Five House was, and and we had such an awesome group uh, that came through, and the core really kind of like set the standard for you know what the culture was going to be like in that house. But that was a reason to move away from it, right? Was it, it made it so that way we really had to think about what was that out of you know game chemistry going to be like? Could they live together? You know, did they even have similar living habits, right? And that's just not a variable. Like what we really want is to separate work from you know, where you live and allow people to go home and get their own space and kind of, you know, live in their condo the way that they're most comfortable and not have that add any pressure to what's going on in the practice. What's it like practicing uh, the Bell Gaming Center? How do you feel about the the setup? I, I love it. It's like nothing. Everything just perfect here. I just feel like yeah. one thing. <laughs> love it here. I feel, if, I feel like the, um, that, that center has always been like, kind of like touted as like the number one spot, if I'm not mistaken. Like in the two K, like I know, like some other new teams have kind of showed up, but I generally think like there's never, I never heard a negative word about like that actual gaming facility. I hope not. <laughs> I don't see what could be <laughs> negative. I don't see what could be negative about it. You got everything you need here. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, we always, you know, I think we were the first team to kind of really brand and create content around our facility. And that was the Bell Five House. And we had that for years and it became, you know, there was a, we, there, there was a time after the 2K League where I think like Bell Five House probably had more media impressions on social than, uh, than the whole team did, to be honest, because we had these viral uh, content pieces and we had FaZe Clan move in in the off season, which was, which was cool. But we ended up doing a couple, you know, events. We had some celebrities come through. I remember one time we had DeLon Wright come we did this awesome activation with doritos we got custom uh scuff controllers made with like a raptors and dorito you know lockup on it brought in all these influencers and gamers from the city ran a 2k tournament agent zero was there it was like one of the earlier events i did with him and uh we went back to edit and then by the time the video got edited delon had been traded and that never saw the light of day so we did this whole thing like two months of planning, shoot, you know, shooting, shot the event, et cetera. But that's what happens with the NBA, right? Once a player's traded, like you cannot put out any more media with that player's likeness in it. The 2K league's a little different, you know, which is good because even when trades happen, we're able to kind of tell that story through North Code and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, Bell Five House, we were definitely one of the teams that kind of put facility on the map. And then, uh, you know, one of the last things I was working on before I left was the Bell Gaming Center. And so they unveiled that before last season. And, you know, like anytime there's a new facility, there's always, it's always got to like, you know, you got to add to it and kind of work out the kinks. And yep. now you guys are there in your second season. So you're probably, you know, in the sweet spot where things are still fresh, but also all the kinks were worked out last year. And so now it's probably smooth operations. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you for it, champ. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't have that. I was only involved. All right? I didn't have that much to uh, do with it. I came in. I, t I remember seeing the drop tile ceiling. That was the number one thing. I was like, we got to get rid of this drop tile ceiling because I poked my head up and it was a mess. There was like 10,000 wires up there. But I was like, the, the ceiling's too low. And if we have these nasty kind of school tiles, it's going to be a problem. But, you know, that was one of the more expensive aspects of it. But I remember just being like, trust me, this is the main thing that is going to like open the space up. If you get rid of this drop tile ceiling, we show that exposed, you know, uh, beam. Uh, kind of look and we clean up all those wires is going to make the facility really come to life and and that definitely happened the team since then though ran with it man like the graffiti that they got done that, that, that stuff's awesome i absolutely love what that guy did i see a lot of the content going viral like on tiktok and stuff like that um so yeah i think they they knocked it out of the park for sure damn that facility actually sounds kind of lit i gotta I got come up there and check it out sometime i know i say it almost every podcast but i will eventually need to pull up have you now i know that the the they moved the show it's in a couple different places now, but I know it's like in DC, like officially for in-person stuff. Have you gone to DC to compete yet? Has that been a thing? For me? No, we yeah. didn't. Unfortunately, 
we didn't make it the first time, but this okay, time around, okay. we definitely mm-hmm. gonna make it. We all definitely right. gonna make it. Always right on the board. Never miss DC again. It's, it's, I like that. That's the motto. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I asked that because I'm curious. Like, do you, do you, so you haven't so you haven't gotten a chance to like play on stage yet. Um, no, this sir. season, anyway. This season, anyway. What was it like playing last season on stage? Was it like any nerves or like you kind of over that and you just kind of you know bring your A game the whole time? Uh, it's always gonna be nerves. Always gonna be butterflies when you get out there. But as soon as you get in and you get the roll, you know, kick down the door, the first game, and just you know we don't go from there. Trying to make some money. Okay, that's fair enough. I've never played on stage before, at least not in like a competition like this. So always kind of got to run it back. Now, what is the like? What is the requirements right now do you, to make it back to DC? Right? Because you said you guys are like kind of so-so right now, looking for like that big first like two and O day to kind of kick off all the momentum and stuff like that. So what now? Like, where does the Raptors sit? Where you need to like? What do you need to do to get to DC right now? Uh, we said we got two games. We still got two games coming up. We got. Well, we need to win those two games, and I think those two games would, soli- I want to say, like solidify for us with D.C., but I'm not okay. too sure about that because I think we're number two right now in our uh, conference, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, those two games, I think, will definitely help us get there because, like, the other teams in our conference, they had lost, so they, we, everybody in the stands here right now, and the other teams that don't play, yeah, so we're coming in the same spot for right now. How do you feel about the league build this year compared to last year? Uh, I feel like I want to say like I want to say like last year was better, but I I think I've I think I'm liking more of this year because I can feel like more of myself. Like last year, I was just more of a a, a a corner player. Like I'm just giving the ball a reset and stuff like that, and taking like two two to three shots a game. Now I'm just taking more more than two three shots a game. I'm more in the offense. I'm being like more of a vocal leader on the defensive end. I'm putting those guys in the right spots to make plays and even myself to make a play. Is that is that why like because I don't know like how the whole like you going from like the the Hawks to the Raptors happened, but like is that one of like the benefits that you were looking for like with with like switching teams was like you get to be more involved in the offense and kind of show off your skills a little bit more consistently. Yeah, you can yeah, you can say that. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I know, Coach Roy. That's the TV Coach answer, Shane. He wants he wants to say them Hawks won't use me right. That's what he wants to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 hearing that. I think he feels like the meta may have been better, but then this build actually plays to his strengths a little bit better. And uh, you know, shout out Coach Roy. I know when we were, you know, when I was just kind of tapping in here and there on the draft prep stuff. You know, he had a plan. Put back kept coming up in conversation. And uh, yeah, how's it been? Roy's first season as as coach of Raptors. Obviously, like like Phil just alluded to, you got the. Uh, you got to give the, the 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 PR answer, but uh, you know we like to let it fly a little bit here, like open up the you know behind the scenes, show behind the curtain. How's it been going with Roy in his first season as coach? I think he's doing pretty well, coach. I could say like he's more he's one of the coaches that got like that got the slideshows that tell us he's breaking down like everything we need to do. He also mm-hmm. break down like what spots the guys like to shoot more in. He pop up with the percentages. Uh, he's a analytic guy or a numbers guy, I could say. So yeah, he tell us. Hot that basically the tendencies and the hot spots are what people like to do. Yeah, I've seen that myself. I've I've been involved in a couple uh, of Roy's pitches as far as you know some big moves he wanted to make uh, and the reasonings that he wanted to make them. And uh, as someone who you know, I really value that. Right, anytime I have to deliver um, either a decision or um, news that people I know aren't going to love to hear, you know, having your justifications, your evidence, your proof, you know, to back it up is is very helpful. It could be you know I. To, to any kind of you know 
reasonably minded group, I think that's probably the best way that you can, you know, kind of get people to come along with a plan when you've got to be the one who makes a call that everybody has to fall in line with, even if not everybody doesn't necessarily agree or it isn't the call that they would all make. Right. And I think in esports and sports, you know, one of the most important things is that you've got strong leadership that kind of sets a plan, sets a vision and that everybody listens, even if they don't agree. It's just marching in the same direction. Like sports are subjective. Mm -hmm. Right. It's it's percentages. There's no right and wrong answer. Uh, it's just odds. Uh, and, you know, when you have, you know, when you when you sort of put a, a vision or a plan in place, but not everybody's actually pushing in that direction, you reduce the chances that that is going to be successful. And so even if you don't agree, just sort of allowing, you know, the leader to kind of make that call, doing your part, you know, to try to make that plan work, I think is the most important thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm already hearing from the other players we've spoken to on the team and just kind of the information I get behind the scenes. Uh, if it really feels like you guys are all kind of rowing in the same direction, chemistry's good. And, you know, it seems from my POV that, that Roy's done a great job putting the team together from that perspective, especially considering heading into the season, we had so few draft picks. You know, I think probably one of the reasons, as you said, that people look at the Raptors as an underdog is because we just didn't have, you know, we were starting from scratch, you know, no players and uh, didn't have those like top, top draft picks that some of the other teams have to build around. So. I'm I'm super impressed by what I've seen happen this year so far, and you know again like like you said, I'd love to see some of those series you know go 2-0 uh, and, and see you guys a little higher in the leaderboard. But then all of a sudden I'll see you guys beat a team that's like right up there in the top of the standings, and it's like okay, so these guys can play the game. You know, it's just uh, as we all know, the season's short, doesn't give you a lot of time to practice. Yep. You know, yeah. uh, and you start looking at results, and you think that that tells you the whole story, but it, it really doesn't. So. I'm rooting for you guys. I feel like if you guys stay on the on the same page through the back half of the season, that's going to really, you know, help, especially when you guys get into five v five. Yeah. Yeah. You I said you were. That, uh, oh, go ahead, Phil. I took. The, no, I was going to uh, say, like, I, I, I'm there. glad you said that you're you're vibing with all your folks and stuff like that, like all the people on the team. But I I, I have to pose this question because it does bother me a little bit as somebody who's you know, doing this for a little while. Were you, like, a little disappointed that you weren't going to have a chance to play with Kenny? Because, like, Kenny was the Raptors, right? Like, let's, let's be honest. Let's, I was the face of the franchise for, like, years upon years. So, like, were you a little disappointed you weren't going to, like, get to play with him? Or was that, like, just not even, like, a consideration? I, I honestly never even thought about that, honestly. <laughs> I get you thinking <laughs> but, over here. Yeah, but um, I ain't going to say it was a disappointment, but – it's just you gotta look at it as a business. That's how I look at it. It's, it's a business first. Were you were you following the league for a while before you started playing? Yeah, like, yeah. Were, you, were you pretty tapped in the seasons before you joined? Uh, I wasn't like as tapped in as I am now, but I was tapped in a little bit and from what was it? Uh, season, I want to say like two ish, three ish. But yeah, from those and there on, I've been like tapped in. Okay, cool. So season three, that would have been, that would have been one where uh, Kenny would have been on your radar then, because that was where we went crazy on the, the whole the whole pandemic year. Um, yeah. We had the Bell I, Five internet that was uh, apparently a plus ten across all stats. Yes, sliders was up, but not <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> what 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 was your path to the two K leagues? Like when did you start playing pro am? When did you know you were good? Like was it that classic story? You knew you were better than everybody who you played like after school, and so then you started playing online and started realizing how good you were. Or, like what was the path to the two K league? Uh, it honestly started off playing two K fifteen in the anti up in the high rollers. It started off from there. That's when I started like getting like the competitive scene a little bit, and then it transferred over to two K sixteen. That's when I when the two fifty ad came out. I started. I was. I don't think I was able, like, old enough to play it. But that's not got a little bit with the prom scene. Uh, I started playing with Fallout and Hoffman. Uh, uh, Peroxide started playing them a little bit. 
Then okay. 2K17 came out. I was playing with God Life. Uh, these guys, the OGs guys, like God Life, Leak, uh, Y24, Sleeties now. Um, yep. And it was uh, Gramps. Gramps and Magic. I don't know if you remember uh, the Magic guy. He's like a real like OG. I started okay. playing them. 2K18 come around. Um, I started playing with Come Up a little bit. Uh, that didn't work out well. 2K19 came around. And this one, I started, I started really locking in. I started playing on my circle. So it was me, Green, Green Too Nice, uh, Hezzy, C's, and uh, this guy named Drake. We started playing with them, and then it went from there on. And then nice. um, 2K21, I, that's when I started playing with uh, Kelly on, on the PlayStation style. Uh, his, I started playing off on his brand, uh, Perceived Reality. Started playing with them. I started getting my name a lot uh, there a lot more. I wish I would have got in that year, but uh, uh, <laughs> it's all right. And that, ha- that year happened. I made, well, honestly, I think I don't, I didn't make it because, like, I played, like, really bad in the WR Finals, and I think that's what, mm. like, threw me on the people's radar. Mm. And 2K, 2K22 came around, and I just locked back in on my circle, and I just popped off, and I was just the best at the game at that point. And this, this year I got in. Nice, I love it. Was was so was follow part of you getting onto the Hawks? Was he on the Hawks when uh, you went there? No, follow, not follow, follow. Oh, I, I heard follow, follow the God. Okay, someone else, someone else. Okay, my bad. Well, so that that's interesting. And then, so what was your connection into this team? Do you think like why did Roy feel like you were a fit? You got a relationship with any of the other players he had drafted, or him in particular, or just body of work from last season? Uh. My body, I would definitely say my body work from last season and uh, what I can, what I can do and what I can bring to the table. That's yeah, we gonna go with that. What I can bring to the table because I don't think like my body work with last season was like how it was supposed to be. I think I right. did like uh, a okay job, but it definitely could have been a whole lot better than what it was. Well, look, when you're drafting uh, with, you know, a bunch of late first and then you know second round picks, that's exactly what you have to look for, right? Is those players who have upside. You know, they've kind of shown something uh, and maybe it wasn't their full potential. And you're spotting that and you're seeing, hey, there was another variable here that was affecting that player's ability. And I think if I bring them in, you know, I can avoid that variable and can get more out of them. And uh, I think obviously that's what uh, Roy thought he saw in you. And I'm sure you interviewed well because you speak well, you got great energy. You know, I've done a lot of 2K League interviews. I, if you came on to a, a 2K League draft interview and you were, you know, speaking, communicating like the, the way you are on this pod right now, you know, that would have been a bonus uh, in that column for sure because you get a, yeah. lot, you get a lot of crazy, <laughs> crazy energy and ego in those, in those interviews. And it's always shocking. I mean, I think part of it is because people are trying to manipulate their way onto specific rosters. And so they'll, mm. uh, you know, they'll kind of give you a little bit of attitude, which is just so short-sighted. You know, I always tell people like getting into the league is so tough, but like you have to realize when you get in the league, like the, the hard part is just getting started. It is like a yeah. mental grind. It's like man, we talked about this so many times, but like most players, most teams are going to are going to have a losing experience that year. You know, and every team but one is going to end on a loss. So it's like you better fall in love with the process, you know, just want to be involved, just want to be there. And if you are in love with the process, if you love being in the league, regardless of what, you know, is happening, then, you know, do everything you can to prove that you've got all those intangibles outside of the game. Because, I mean, we've seen it, you know, a hundred times over where players get second, third, fourth chances because they're just good people. You know, they bring a lot to the table outside of the specific stick skill. Uh, and that can be a huge thing for a team, especially like, you know, in some of the depth roles, for sure. It's harder now, bro. You, you got to be on it because you ain't got the six man no more. 
Back in my time in the league, they used to carry a couple people. <laughs> For sure. There were Swiss Army knives. There were six-man Swiss Army knives, man. We would bring people in. Like We would look at, at six six players sometimes as uh, options for like coaching roles, right? Because we never yeah. had really a dedicated – we didn't have a Roy you know, when I was here. We had Ogie actually for a couple seasons, but down the stretch there, we kind of – we had Kenny and Jerry and, and a bunch of you know leaders in the room, so we just figured we didn't need it necessarily. Um, but we would sometimes look at six players as, as an option to kind of play a coaching role, right? Who has that like IQ – who could kind of play around the, and then the, the other nice thing about a high IQ person is, you know, if you have someone sick or injured or whatever, uh, disciplinary issues, you know, you name it, they can sub in at most positions, right? Because they understand the game at that at that high level. So, yeah, it definitely got a little a little tougher. And then the three v three changed things again, right? Now you have to decide. Okay, I got five players. Are, am I drafting for versatility? Am I drafting for threes? Am I drafting for fives? What, what do you think? Actually, put back is is this team built better for threes or fives? Uh. I would say we definitely built better for Foz. Cause yeah. I don't I don't think none of the guys like they came from like the stage or like the three on three aspect of the game. But yeah, but slowly but surely we getting there in the threes. I can say that for, definitely. Slowly but surely. What? That's great that we started with threes then, right? You get to kind mm-hmm. of work through all the beginnings of the season, all the kinks in the, you know, again, by, by, by the time fives rolls around, I'm sure some of these teams that are having locker room issues are going to start imploding. And if you guys are, are drilling still, you're going <laughs> to hit your stride, you know? Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah, you could you could definitely build some familiarity out of like the threes. And the fact you said like you feel like you're improving with it, that's even better. So the team, you feel like the team's more built for, for fives, like, like out the gate is a pretty high expectations for when you do eventually kind of shift over to that. Cause you know, I know a lot of people like they'll get comfortable in the threes and then you know, before you know it, you are kind of swapping over. You feel like your team's kind of like maybe going to take to it a little quicker, which might give you a little like jump start when that, uh, when that half of the season does actually take place. Uh, me personally, I would definitely say, yeah, cause I got all I always hanging around with the killers and all the dogs around me. So I'm definitely going to say in my opinion, yeah, we got, I have high expectations. Me. Nice. I like to hear it. Um, so outside of playing 2K, what what are your what are your big interests? You got any other? You NBA fan? You like other sports? Oh yeah. What do what do people not NBA, know about you? Yeah. Uh, I play. I, I can say I play high school basketball. That's why. <laughs> that's why I play high school basketball all the way up to 11th grade. That's I got I got in the notes here that you were you were knocking down threes on the Raptors practice court when everyone was there for media day. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sniper IRL skills, huh? You're a sniper. Yeah, sniper. <laughs> nice. Uh, who's the best on the team? Seem. But, yeah, more likely. Yeah, it's just because he he's just six five. He's just tall in everybody. I know so you don't want to give him it. I know. I know. I he's know, just I tall know. in everybody. It's a height thing. He don't get that yeah. much credit. Nah. <laughs> I I have played a total of like ten games of basketball in my whole life, but um, I went out on the practice court a couple times, and yeah, it's pretty at, at six five, which is my height. It's pretty easy. I just stand under the rim, just you know, grab rebounds. Like I can contribute, even though I have no actual skill whatsoever. <laughs> So definitely one of those games where, you know, physical uh, gifts are, are a huge variable. Yeah. Sometimes that's all you need. Do, do they still do the thing where, cause I remember like for, I remember at some point there was like, they wanted you guys to do like physical conditioning too, as well. Like kind of like keeping your body right as well, well as like your health and like you, obviously your play skills sharp too. Do you guys do like any kind of like physical stuff together to kind of keep oh, yeah. right? Yeah. We work out uh, like twice a week, but I think, with this personal training that we got, so yeah, we work okay. out. Uh, it just all depends like how our schedules just fluctuate and I just how it's set up. So we would maybe choose like Tuesday or Thursday or maybe like a, a Monday and Wednesday or something like that. But now it's 
me and homies just started going to our gym and um in our apartment. Like we started going every day and so. stuff. That's good. I love that, man. It's super important. You gotta you gotta get moving every day. It it helps, 100%. you know, it helps with your mentals, it'll help with your stick skills. It's just like I said, I feel I feel like a million bucks after being sick for a few days and went for a run today. I feel like a million dollars because I got that run in me and it's nice that it's warm out. I don't have to put all that warm gear on anymore. I can just go out in shorts. I'm looking forward to a summer. A summer <laughs> of running here. Oh, so I, so you wasn't one of the, the Canadians I can say that was running outside with the shorts on in the in the winter? I'm not going to lie. I, I, you know, listen, I'm not like I'm super consistent, but I went for probably 10 runs over the course of the winter. But the problem is, and now I'm getting real deep, but all right, we're back with putback. We had a little technical issues there. I uh, was about to tell the most engaging story of the whole pod episode, which is about my, what I call long johns, which is basically a technical base layer. But yeah, no, I do go run. I did go running outside quite a few times this winter, you know, not every week, but most weeks. Um, But I got, I got knee problems. So what I was going to say is I got these expensive base layer, which has 16 meters of steel cable like woven all through it it wraps from like the top of your legs all the way down there's these little things you twist at the back to kind of tighten the cables around so on the one hand it was amazing because it, it solved my knee problem i went i went uh skiing in whistler big mountain out in british columbia for anyone unfamiliar and uh, normally one day of skiing and my knee is just blown up you know exploded swollen sore etc i did three days of skiing with these uh with this base layer no free ads so i'm not going to plug the brand but really cool product if you have knee problems you want to know what they are let me know hit me up in the comments and, and i'll link you to to the product um, but the problem is is it's a real pain in the ass to put on like it was just dreading putting that stuff on and tightening it up was actually a big deterrent for wanting to go outside even though i often did want to get outside in the cold unlike you i was born and raised in the cold weather here so for me like you know if it's not face hurtingly cold uh, i actually like getting some cold fresh air in my lungs it makes me feel uh, rejuvenated and back to the regular programming after that enthralling story and product plug uh, <laughs> i don't know if uh I don't know. If, me, I definitely, I think me and Putback are more on the same train of thought. Like we're good on that. It's more. Yeah. You're not gonna be hitting <laughs> me up can, for the sixteen keep meters that. of steel yeah. base layer. Might not no, be. I mean, not, but, no uh, time soon. Yeah, dude. But no, nah, Putback, you, you've been a, a wonderful guest. I, I imagine like this. I mean, this is like the kind of good energy that you know we expect a lot of people to come in and kind of have. Like even like in their interviewing process, and sometimes it's just not the case. Like in your first seasons, do you remember like how some of the interviews went? before you initially landed on the Hawks? No, I don't, I don't remember a lot of them, honestly. I, okay. Uh, you just wow them into uh, into submission, and then the Hawks just grabbed you first? Yeah, I can say that. I mean, I failed, so I can't say they're like the Hawks were just like the first team to grab me. But, well, technically they were, but yeah. <laughs> you left an impression. That's all, that, that's all that ever matters. So trust me, I made a career off of that, so you're fine. I don't know if you guys just heard that, but my doorbell rang, which means I am 19-0, beating Phil Visu for my delivery order. I got my Greek salad, no olives, add grilled chicken here in this bag. I can mm, – smells good. Can't wait to dive into that. Put back before we let you go, man. Uh, anything we didn't ask you, anything, any stories you have, you want to tell anything about the league, your come up, anything about Toronto that we didn't talk to to you about today that you want to – let a, let the viewers know before we wrap up. Uh, I don't I don't think I got nothing. All right. Well, you've been a great guest, man. Great energy. I love hearing that things are going well. You know, behind the scenes. Again, I'm seeing it. I'm watching the results. I tune in when I can to the games. Uh, I see you guys winning, losing. It's up and down. You just got to work out those kinks. It's close games. You're beating good teams. 
you know, sounds like the vibes are right in the locker room, which is a huge variable, as we've talked about a few times on this episode. Uh, obviously, always rooting for you guys, but also I would just say, like, cautiously optimistic that I think the season's going to continue to head in the right direction, and who knows what we'll be looking at by the time Fives rolls around, and, you know, good luck getting to Indianapolis. Or DC. Not DC. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. DC. Shane's been out the game a little while, but that's why we're here to keep raining back in. No worries, man. But now I put back, like Shane said, man, the vibes were right. And I think your attitude is perfect for like just, you know, you're going to get that turnaround you guys are looking for, get some momentum in threes, and then carry that over to five. I think Raptors going to have a really big year. And uh, we wish you the best for sure. But that'll wrap it up for another edition of the Raptors 2K podcast brought to you by Uber Eats. Appreciate you guys for watching. Like, comment, subscribe, you know the vibes, and we'll see you for episode 20.